Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inside, inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. Your master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has Stevenson University's online commitment to you. Visit online.stevenson.edu. 105.7 The Fan. It's Wednesday at 5 o'clock, which means we get to chat with our friend Ray Rice, longtime Ravens running back, uh, lives now in the area. So uh, I, I would think Ray, uh, we'll find out in a second. Ray joins us courtesy of the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. And I, I assume you were at the game. It was not a pleasant watch, Ray. A win's a win, but 10 9. Uh, what'd you see Sunday? Oh, man. You know, uh, I was glad to see a victory. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think we all were. Um, I mean, just putting it out there, I'm glad to hear the good news on Lamar about the injury. You know, um, not it not being, you know, um, a season-ending injury. And um, I'm sure the Jets would love to have Tyler Huntley on their team. And, Ray, speaking of Tyler Hundley, it did look like a different offense when he went in, uh, more spread, more short passes. Do you think that's a sign of things to come? How different do you think this offense will be with Hundley? You know what I think is really interesting you say that. Um, but like I said, I'm always looking at the game from a different perspective. I think the Denver Broncos have a very good defense. Yeah. You know, like I said, so it's not like, I mean, when you take records out of it, right? I mean, the Denver Broncos offensively haven't been the Denver Broncos, right? Um, But defensively, they've been the Denver Broncos. And I think, you know, when you get out of that game with a win, especially with all the things that happened during the game, especially the stuff that happened with Lamar, like I said, I mean, it's hard to win in the NFL, so – like I said, I'm, I'm gonna tip our cap to us because, I mean, for a back, like I don't consider you know Tyler Huntley a backup, but he's 
behind arguably the, the greatest football player in the NFL right now. So, I mean, but for him to come in with that kind of poise, man, like I said, I, I jokingly said the New York Jets would love to have him, but what what teams wouldn't love to have that kind of talent as your backup? I, I guess we continue to see, uh, like, the receivers average 5.5 yards per catch, right? Like, I think we anticipate the Ravens continue to lean into that, and it's high percentage passes, the ball coming out pretty quick, you know, especially with the offensive line play not being maybe quite as elite the last week or two as it was before that. I mean, I guess is it fair to say that that's sort of what we look for out of the Ravens passing game the next few weeks? I think it's fair to say that that's a that's an an addition to the run game. Right. Like when you think of the short passes, like mm-hmm. I said, I mean, you got to I mean, the greatest part about like a ugly win like that, we took what they gave us. Yeah. And I think you know, one of the, one of the hardest things in the NFL, but one of the you know, you know, one of the greatest accomplishments that you can achieve is being able to take what's given to you. I mean, we, we also watched the game on Sunday night. I mean, with with Tom Brady, like I said, that game, I mean, you look at that game. Yeah. I mean, he, he hasn't looked, uh-uh. everything on that end hasn't looked great. Right. But when you get a win, man, you're on to the next week. Like, because, you know, it, it's, getting, it's getting to that, you know, time of year where, you don't care how you win. You just want to win. Because once you get in the dance, I mean, I don't care where you rank first. You just want to get in the dance, man. And I think, you know, I, I'm seeing that all in sports. It's actually, like, for me, it's like one of the greatest times of year. It's like, it's like getting ready for, like, the NBA playoffs. It's like getting ready for the World Series. But the NFL playoffs are a honor and a privilege to get into. And you you really don't think about, how you get in once you're in. And and I think that's where, you know, uh, the Ravens' mindset is. And still being able to win the division. Like, I mean, your first things first is always out there. And But uh, I, like I said, it, it don't got to be ugly. I mean, it don't have to be pretty. Right. But it's us, right? I mean, yeah. there were times where, like I said, we ran the ball. That's what we do. When a team comes in saying that you're not going to run the ball on us, that's you give them credit because the Broncos are, are that good on defense. But when you're able to dink and dunk and eventually, you know, make a play here and there, you got to make those plays. And I'm like I said, I'm just, you know, you give you give the credit when credit's due. And like I said, I, I, I it's it's not about enjoying. I mean, for the fans, we like you want to see a high scoring game. You want to be in suspense. That was a different suspense, right? Because we knew there were certain times where if we didn't get a first down. The game was over. So, but that drive, man, I'm like, you, you. if a game came down to that, it, it comes down to really who wants it more. And I think, you know, when you when you have a win like that at home and you're able to, you know, get a Tyler Huntley ready now for playing the game because he will be playing next week, I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a bad situation to be in. 
We're speaking to Ray Rice. It's Inside Access on the fan. And Ray, your former teammate, Marshall Yonda, inducted into the Ring of Honor on Sunday. What was it like seeing Marshall get inducted? Oh, man, it was great. It was great. I mean, even his speech was great, being out there with him. You know, it gives you chills a little bit because um, he didn't have to say too many words. Like, he was a guy that was a, was a true blue-collar worker and – you can imagine what he had to play through. And you just kind of never knew what Marshall was feeling because Marshall don't complain much, man. He's a, he's a, he's a working man. And um, it's just great to see him where he is now in his life with his family. You know, um, we got this longstanding joke with all the kids that were there. I'm like, man, everybody, you know, I'm the little guy. So everybody said their kids are going to be taller me by the age of 10. And they, they, they're not lying. Ray, uh, we got to get your thoughts on Steelers week yeah. before we let you go. Ravens Steelers, this is a different kind of game than this rivalry, arguably the best in the NFL. For me, not, for me, I mean, it's Steelers week, like you said. I wouldn't care if the Steelers were, oh, like oh, oh, and they have they they want to do one thing. They do want to win. Don't get me wrong. Right, French, very well respected. You know, I I admire, you know, Coach Tomlin for what he is and what he does and the obstacles he has to go through year in and year out just to be able to build that team. But as of lately, they've been playing decent football. And it, going into, I don't know the new name of the stadium. I'm going to call it. Yeah, now. I don't know either. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, either way. Right. Either way, going into Steeler Nation is always going to be an obstacle for, you know, us Ravens. And um, you just try to – I'm looking forward to it. But I, I think they have a, a, a great young quarterback who, you know, with every week the more experience he gets, the better he's going to get. So we're getting, we're getting a team that's pretty dangerous um, right now, being it late in the year, because, I mean, like I said, they've been, they've been winning. And quite frankly, that's the culture, you know, that they have out there. I, like I can remember vis- visibly walking off that field and Mike Tomlin saying to me, and it was one of the most honorable things, he was saying, we drafted Le'Veon Bell because of you. Wow. And I remember Ozzie Newsom telling me, we, we drafted you to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, when you put that in perspective, I mean, it's, 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 one, of those, it's one of those games where you want to go out there and take care of business, you know, um, with respect of the opponent, because no matter where they are, or we are, Ravens and Steelers is always going to be talked about. Ray Rice, always excellent, my friend. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk next week. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Inside Access here on a Wednesday. Purple rain in the forecast next. We'll talk about this two-minute defense in both the end of halves and then the games. And T-Bone back from the castle. Harbs talked about it. Justin Houston talked about it. We'll hear it next here on The Fan. Inside Access. 1057 The Fan. Severe weather alert. Torrential rainfall expected. Purple rain.
Inside access to the castle with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Brought to you by LifeMed Institute. When we get sick, it sucks. Get the fuel you need at LifeMed Institute with vitamin booster shots. Call 410-575-1200 or go to LifeMedInstitute.com and boost your defense. Yes, there can be tweaks schematically, which we do all the time. Yes, we've seen lots of things on film. No, I don't really want to get into the detailed list of all different things because we'd be here too long, you know, but we work on all those things all the time, and uh, that's very critical in the National Football League. I mean, the last two minutes, obviously, a lot of these games are one-score games. You know, games are won all the time at the end, and uh, once again, it happened this week again. I think when you look around the whole league, it's like that, so that part of it for us defensively and offensively is just critical, you know, and so uh, just, just every week, get out there, try to prepare for it, and and try to be as prepared as we can to do the best we can in that situation because oftentimes it'll come down to that. John Harbaugh answering T-Bone's question about the end of halves and games, two-minute defense. T-Bone, you were there. What, that set the scene for us. Were you expecting that kind of answer? What did you I expect? think Harbs was expecting that question. I Yeah. I will admit, after that first part, it was like, yes, we've been looking at it. No, I'm not going to tell. I thought that was going to be it. Yeah. You know, after the whole narrative thing uh-huh. on Sunday. But that ended up being his longest response there, which was kind of interesting. Harbs, a little tight today. A little tight. He was asked. Steelers week, yeah, man. Yeah, man. And he was throwing Kenny Pickett, his flowers, of course, and Najee Harris. But Lamar, a reporter asked him, is it a sprain to clarify it? John didn't want to talk about that. He was Tyler Huntley. He was asked a lot about him, and he was saying, well, you guys will work the narratives with the quarterback sure. thing. That's what we do. As if that's not a big story heading into this game. I uh, love working over a good narrative. He said Patrick Queen, he looked good during practice, and Roquan Smith working in with him. But he was a little tight, guys. Not a ton of big information mm-hmm. to come out of. Well, let's – Reset this two-minute thing because yeah. we talked. It's been a minute since we talked about it on the show, and we're going to hear from Justin Houston on the topic in yeah. a second. So this is the Ravens' rankings in the final two minutes of halves and regulation. So the end of the first half, end of the second half. Forty-four points allowed, dead last in the NFL. Minus thirty-four scoring margin, dead last in the NFL. And to put the forty-four points in perspective, the average NFL team has allowed fifteen points in these scenarios. The Ravens have allowed. Almost three times as much. The next closest team is Cleveland with 29 points. So they've allowed 15 more points than the next closest team. Okay, it's a problem. 370 yards allowed in those situations. Most in the NFL. The average is 160. Again, they ain't even close. Minus 28.5 defensive EPA in those scenarios. Dead last. Next closest is Tennessee. Minus 10. 6.6 yards per play. 31st. 7.9 yards per attempt. 29th. 16 plays of 10 yards or more in the final two minutes. 31st. Six red zone touchdowns allowed. 32nd. The next closest team is four. The average NFL team is 1.4. You do the math. Opponents in the fourth down situations against them in the final two minutes. Three for three. Dead last. 117.8 opposing quarterback rating in those scenarios. 29th in the NFL. Four passing touchdowns allowed. 32nd while generating a pressure rate. That's 25th in the NFL in the final two minutes of halves. No bueno. No bueno. We've got a pull up um, yeah, on T-bone. this as well. Uh, we'll give him a second. Yeah. It. It. Look, there's a lot going on there, and it ain't good. While, while you search for that, uh, Stoney, 
Justin Houston, T-Bone had a chance to catch up with him. Here's Justin Houston's thoughts. Oh, you, you have something? Oh, no, I was going to say this was an actual sit-down. Oh. Uh, Justin Houston, he invited it. I, I was waiting for him to stand up. He was like, yeah, we can do it here. So I just sat. So at this the, is a sit-down with Justin this, Houston. It was, it was a sit-down. It was at the adjacent locker. Oh, very nice. I think it's more to us and our communication. So it's just something we got to fix, and we got to fix it soon. The time is running out. That's something we got to work on in jail and take care of that. Here's the deal. It's week 14. <laughs> you better fix it yesterday. Uh, when when we talk about early in the season, the breakdowns against Buffalo and Miami, that's one thing. But then the breakdowns again against Jacksonville. Breakdowns last week against Denver. This This is a recurring thing here with the Baltimore Ravens, Jason. I mean, look, it's this. I mean, it's it's Trevor Lawrence, which I I know, you know, like he didn't look as good against Detroit. I'll say he that he's been he's been terrible in the fourth quarter all year, except for the Ravens. Like that that's the reality. It's Russell Wilson at the end of the half and that broke ass offense. Like in the playoffs, man, it's going to be Tua and then Burrow and then Mahomes or some combination of such. Like if it's going on against these teams. Man, we do have a pull-up. Yes. And it's brought to you by Ortho, Mar- Ortho Maryland. They're here when you need them, offering urgent walk-in care, same-day appointments. Don't wait in an ER or urgent care. Go straight to the experts at Ortho Maryland. Ravens defense in the final two minutes of the half and game at bad. We just gave all the stats. What do we think of this Ravens flock? Massive deal. Big lead, 61.9%. Big deal, 29.7%. Little deal at 55 no deal. 2.9%. There's always the Nothing lunatic fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to see here. But but what we see, though, is that 90% of the people think it's at least a big deal. Yeah. yeah so people are realizing this. Well, it's a massive deal. Uh, I voted massive. Can't, yes, it absolutely. I don't see how you could say otherwise when they're dead last or second worst in all of those categories. And. As you said, Jason, come January, it's going to change. Not even January. This week, the next five weeks, every until Lamar Jackson comes back, this offense has been struggling with him. It's going to mm-hmm. struggle without him. They're not going to put up a ton of points. This defense needs to carry the team. I don't know if you know this, but it's Steelers week, and that's always a big deal in these parts. We're going to go behind enemy lines next. Jerry Dulock covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He joins us next here on The Fan. Inside, 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 access with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. Wyman. The Ginger Gorilla. Lockenfora. JLC, it's built in. And Barbalace. T-Bone and his nonsensical amusement Ooh. park. Inside access, 105.7 The Fan. You may not realize it, but Steelers week is upon us, at least the first one, as the Ravens travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers this Sunday. And joining us now to talk about it, we head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. Jerry Dulock has covered the Steelers for years. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette is where you can find him. And Jerry, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Steelers riding a two-game winning streak. Are, Are you starting to feel like they have their quarterback in Kenny Pickett? Well, good afternoon, fellas. Um, yeah, um, you know, I'll, I'll still give it a little bit more time, but I will say what we have seen, you know, Kenny Pickett is a very poised young man. Um, he doesn't get rattled. I mean, I think you could see at times the game is still a little 
you know, hasn't slowed down for me, you know, and it just doesn't for rookie quarterbacks, let's face it. But I think where he shows his calm and his poise is after the bye week, he knew after throwing seven interceptions, in fact, two very costly ones that cost him games in the previous five games, he said he has to do a better job of protecting the football. And you know what? He's done that. He hasn't thrown a pick in the last four games. Um, and, and uh, you know, not probably not surprisingly, they're 3-1 and one in those games. I also think the other big factor is they're running the ball better. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to average 44 attempts a game, which he did in the games in which he started and finished before the bye. Now in the last four games, he's averaging 32 attempts. So I think the run game has helped him, and I just think his approach of protecting the football um, – you know, speaks to some maturity, uh, you know, instead of trying, uh, you know, to go out there and maybe show what he can do. Um, one thing the Steelers want from Kenny Pickett is they don't necessarily want him to win games. They don't want him to lose right. games, and that's what he's been doing. Well, and, and to your point about the run game, it seems like they're willing to get every and anybody involved in it, right? There's a lot of different guys who carry the ball in different capacities for them. And I feel like when they've sort of gotten back to getting under center and running it, you know, that way, it's been even more effective. Yeah, there's no question about it. And I think the fact that you see four different guys getting involved and being effective, and I talked to their center, Jason Cole, um, excuse me, Mason Cole, Jason Cole, uh, Jason Luckin Foreign knows who that is. Yeah, um, he's supposed to call to, me tonight, actually. To Mason, yeah, talking <laughs> to Mason Cole he, about that very thing. And I said, you know, it isn't like four guys all of a sudden are running well. And I, I, it's testament to the offensive line. You know, where they have come from what we saw in the preseason to what they are now is just really staggering and surprising. I mean, they've been very good. Now, I think it helps a great deal that they've started the same five every week. I don't know how many teams in the National Football League can say that, but when you get that continuity, um, I think it's helped them a great deal. And their running game, uh, you know, the last, uh, you know, the, the last say four or five games, you know, these last four games, it's their it's their uh, highest average since Mike Tomlin's first four games of his rookie year, and so they've been they've been very good and. Um, I think that's helped Kenny Pickett a, a lot. But I think w- the guy you really see is Najee Harris. I mean, his last four games have been the best four-game stretch of his short career so far. And you see him running, with, hitting the hole, being determined to hit it, and even when that hole's not there, still moving that pile three, four, and five yards. Jerry, I remember when we had you on in August, and you spoke glowingly about George Pickens, saying he was one of the most uh, impressive rookie training camps you'd seen. Uh, what have right. you thought of George Pickens thus far? What I've seen of George Pickens is what you might see of a lot of rookie receivers, and that's some, uh, you know, some immaturity. Um, but there is no question um, the skill level is there. We've seen him make fantastic catches. I think the knock against him coming out of college, you know, is what we have seen so far and what he needs to work on more, and that's his route running. Look, he's going to win a lot of 50-50 balls. There's no question about it. He has shown that. You can't make a living in this league just winning 50-50 balls. And so he needs to do a better job of getting open. Yeah, I know he, he said early in the year, He's open 90% of the time. Show me a wide receiver who doesn't think he's <laughs> no. open 90% of the time. But most of his catches, if you notice, a guy is right there with him. So that's where he needs to do a better job. Um, but there is no question uh, the skill level that, that we saw in training camp and in the preseason has been evident in a lot of one-on-one matchups so far. But, again, it's been up and down. 
Last week, one target, no catches. That's what led to that little outburst of his, which shows, you know, some of his immaturity. But, um, you know, they feel that's something they can teach him. The one thing you can't teach is his skill level. That's just natural for him. Talking to Jerry Dulock, it's Inside Access here on the fan. Jerry, what about the defense? Obviously, Highsmith's having a heck of a year. T.J. Watt back. Uh, how's this defense been? Yeah, they, 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 you know, the where they've greatly improved is against the run. And, you know, last year they were last in the league. And uh, now, <clears throat> excuse me, they're up to fifth in the league, I think. As a, they were last week. I don't know if they dropped one or not. But um, that's been the biggest improvement. And the biggest area of, uh, of, there was the biggest area of concern and the biggest area of improvement. So kudos to that. Where they have struggled is against deep ball receivers. Yeah. Uh, they've given up 24 touchdown passes. That's the most in the league. They do pick the ball, though, and, and so it isn't like they don't create turnovers. Um, and, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick leads that parade. Um, but they have struggled with deep passing game teams, and so I, I know the Ravens aren't that. Um, and, and um, you know, but that's the part of the defense that, um, you know, hasn't been horrible, but against the better teams, it's cost them, whether it was the Bills or the Eagles or the Bengals or whomever, teams that can throw the ball give them problems. And part of that, fellas, is their lack of pressure. And because you brought up T.J. Watt, you know, he missed those seven games, uh, one with the torn pec, and then he stayed on IR longer because he injured his knee working out while he was on IR. And then, of course, he either bruised or, or breaks his ribs, and that's bothering him. So he's playing with three different injuries, and it shows. You know, in the four games back, he has half a sack, and I think he has two quarterback hits. Uh, fellas, he gets that in a series sometimes, yeah. let alone in four games. And it's just I mean, he's out there, and I'm not saying he's just standing there because he's not. I mean, the guy's a warrior, um, but it's just it's just not the same T.J. Watt. You can see it looks like he just can't explode off the snap the way he would like, uh, you know. And that could be that could be the ribs, that could be the knee, whatever the case. He's even when Mike Tomlin said the other day after the game, he says, you know, T.J. Watt's playing bang beat up out there. Yeah. He is beat up out there, but yet he's out there playing. How about Cam Hayward at this stage of his career? Cam's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a great dude. I mean, we yeah. all know that. Yeah. You know, he's one of his favorites. I will tell you, to show you, um, you know, how long I was in the been in the business, his dad is one of my favorite people. One yeah. of the first things I did when I was a young reporter was cover and travel with Pitt football. Huh. And his, his dad was just, you know, a mischievous little fellow. <laughs> he was one of my all-time favorites. And Cam's just, a, he's a great guy. And he's just a tremendous player. You know, year 33, you know, they still double him. I, I don't I don't know that there's a, a lineman in the league that can collapse the pocket like this guy, whether it's one or two guys on him. You know, he doesn't have the big sack numbers. Sure. And when TJ was out, they were focusing on him even more. But I haven't seen any drop-off in Cam at, at age 33. And, uh, you know, he's up for that Walter Payton man of the year again. And he's just he's a wonderful guy and a, and a tremendous player. Jerry, you mentioned the lack of pass rush, but Alex Highsmith, he's providing the team pass rush. He's having a breakout year three. Did you see this coming from Highsmith? Well, um, you know, I thought all along he could be an eight-sack guy, especially playing with T.J. And granted, most of his sacks have come when T.J.'s been in the game, um, you know, and maybe they start paying a little bit more attention to him. But there is no – that's if, if, to use that as the reason, though, is to – is to, uh, you know, kind of be dismissive of how much he's improved. Uh, the, the one thing about him 
where he's, believe it or not, I, you know, I don't want to sound blasphemous here, but where he's better than T.J. Watt is against the run. He was a defensive end in college. You know, he played with his hand on the ground. So he's very good at setting the edge, but you also see his sack totals up as well, and that's because he's worked on his moves, you know, whether it's, whether it's a power, whether it's speed to power, or whether it's a spin move that he likes to use. And, um, you know, his numbers speak for himself, and I would imagine he's probably uh, headed for a Pro Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but he's been he's been very very good, and he's a great compliment uh, to TJ on the outside. Jerry, before we let you go, the, this series it's we've seen some weird games. We've seen Ryan Mallett beat a good Steelers team. Uh, we saw Charlie Batch beat a good Ravens team. That's uh, probably going to be Tyler Huntley starting for the Ravens. What what are you expecting to see Sunday? Yeah, as you guys know, I think um, you know Lamar has only played five games in a, in the four years he's been a full time starter against the Steelers, and he's two and three. And they've done a very good job against them. So certainly not going to say it's not going to affect the game uh, because he hasn't been a big factor in these games. But all that being said, I think Lamar is the most unstoppable player in the National Football League. But you're right, whether it's Ryan Mallett, Charlie Batcha, we've seen guys, I was just having this conversation with somebody today, we've seen guys in this series step up and, and impact this game like, you know, who aren't necessarily, you know, the top players on the team. And, you know, we see a, we've seen a lot of 13-10s, 16-13s. Uh, we've seen a couple blowouts by the Ravens, one or two by the Steelers. Um, I don't expect that. You know, the Ravens are struggling offensively. They struggled their last three games with, you know, coming to some of the bottom feeders in the league. And uh, the Steelers, you know, they, they don't score touchdowns. You know, eight touchdown passes are the fewest, uh, tied for fewest in the league. And, you know, their point totals, I think they're third in the AFC behind the Texans and the Broncos. So they don't score a lot of points. I expect another low-scoring game here. Jerry Dulac covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Jerry, always great, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Yes, sir. Fellas, Jace, I'll see you soon, brother. Sounds good, my man. Thank you. Inside- I'll tell Jason Cole you said hi. <laughs> it's inside access here on a Wednesday. We'll come back at the text today and preview Baltimore Game Day Uncensored, the daily show at 6 here on the fan. And Lock and Fora and Ken Wyman on the fan. Jason is an Odyssey NFL insider. Jason Lock and Fora. Jason Lock and Fora, one of the best in the business. Ken and Tim prefer Adam Schefter. What are we doing here? Inside Access, 1057 The Fan. Orioles still, uh, other than Kyle Gibson, have not made a free agent major league signing. As of yet, winter meetings continue, but they've been quite busy, Jason, during the Rule 5 draft. Yeah, I mean, most notably, they selected a reliever from uh, the Red Sox organization, right-hand pitcher Andrew Politti. Uh, former starter, now a reliever, went 4-1 and one with a 2-3-4 ERA, a whip under one. The league batted uh, just 186 against him between AA and AAA last year. Uh, Baseball America notes of him. All of Politi's pitches play as average, but he's seen success in the upper minors over the past two seasons, proving he can miss bats, throw consistent strikes, and generate ground balls. Um, features a low 80s curveball with good depth and two-plane break. Uh, fastball that touches 97. Um, so, you know, three-pitch mix. They have to keep him, as we know, all season in the majors mm-hmm. to continue to hold his rights moving forward. We know they need... Depth and help in the bullpen. And so we'll see if, if, you know, he's someone who can get the job done getting people out at the major league level 
but very successful in double-A AA and triple-A last year. They've also selected three players in the minor league phase, and they've they lost uh, Hector Perez to the Rays, Jonathan Arruz to the Mets, and Cody Roberts to the Phillies. So it's been quite busy for the Yeah, Orioles. a lot going on. Um, and one other Rule 5 story with local ties. Oh, yeah. If anyone remembers back in 2019 when Noah Song was one of the best college pitchers uh, in the country for the Naval Academy, and the Red Sox took him in the fourth round of the draft right before the Orioles were poised to, um, he obviously had commitments to uh, the military after graduation. He has yet to pitch in the minors for the Red Sox since pitching in rookie ball um, right after that draft in 2019. And we actually saw him pitch against Aberdeen back when that was still rookie ball. And uh, he was pretty dominant. Anyway, the Phillies claimed him in the Rule 5 draft. So he still has military commitments. But um, the young man, a lot of people around here are rooting for. And I hope he does have a career. Baltimore game day uncensored. The Daily Show, T BFT, they call it. What, what do we streets. got tonight? It's going to be a legendary show. Oh, yeah. every legendary. every day we just continue. You full to blown? Outdo. We are full blown. We're always full blown yeah. here, man. Mondays and Thursdays we're extra blown. Extra blown. And no, no help. <laughs> That's the way to be. No yeah. help this week. You know, mm-hmm. all solo. No Ryan Ripken bailing no you Ryan, out. Well, Ryan's got a commitment this gotcha. week, so he'll he'll be back next Thursday oh. with us. But. We're going to do a deep dive on the Steelers' offense. Have some very interesting numbers there. An actual sit down. This isn't, you know, a joke. I had a sit down oh, with Justin Houston. Yes, with Justin Houston, we'll play that back. Uh, we'll look at the all-time series against the Steelers and pulled some highlights of some of the top moments throughout the years of Raven Steelers. We'll hear from John Harbaugh. We'll hear from Tyus Bowser, Chuck Clark, Morgan Moses. You don't want to miss it. Let's get the text of the day, Balon. Check one, two. Check. Check. Okay. Text of the day sponsored by Wawa. Uh-huh. Holiday season. It's ongoing right now, so head to Wawa. Pick up a Wawa gift card. It's the perfect gift. Or... You can get a gift card to brands like Apple, Amazon, Uber. Oh. It's great for anyone on your list available on a rack at the register. And just grab one of them soft pretzels as you walk into the register. <laughs> Always the pretzel. Shorty man. roll. Eh. They have Hoagie than, on a shorty. They have more than pretzels, Ken. Yeah, but the pretzels are fantastic. No, I, They're I, fantastic. I'm not going to undersell them. I just think the hoagies are uh, fantastic. Hoagies are very too. good. I Good sandwich place. And they're, and they're very versatile where it's like... Hot hoagies. They still doing hoagies. that Thanksgiving on a on a bun. Oh yeah. man, that's yeah. The gobbler, they're, I think. They're literally throwing the kitchen sink yeah. on a on a hoagie. Belong. We've talked about all the big moves in the MLB hot stove today, and the Orioles, as you mentioned, Ken only made the one ten million dollar deal for Kyle Gibson. So texter ask any concern the Orioles haven't quote unquote lifted off yet and signed a big pitcher. It's December. Liftoff is uh, it's. It doesn't mean they're going to spend three hundred million dollars at the winter meetings. Uh, liftoff takes time. They need look. They have my again. Our quick definition. I think I speak for all of us here because you you guys seem to be simpatico. 
Our definition of liftoff is they do two to three things of significance to this roster. It could include a long-term extension for an Adley Rutschman where they add at a financial level um, to the degree we haven't seen in eight to ten years. Yes. And they have plenty of ways to do that, still through free agency or through trades. And again, through keeping some of their own talent around here for the foreseeable future. There's a lot of time for them to lift off. T-Bone, you agree? Absolutely not. Like you said, it's December. It's early December, December 7th. There's plenty of offseason. What's going on tomorrow? Ryan Ripken. Ryan Ripken. He's oh, still going to be joining us. He can't make it us. to BFT. No, but. no. Nope. Can't make it to BFT, but he can do a phoner with inside access. Brian Baldinger. Baldy breaks down the film oh. as well as anyone. What does he think of Tyler Huntley? Lucy the Burge. Burge. Lucy Burge pinch hitting for the Ryan Horvath. So the Burge is going to be joining us. She's tweeted a lot about of nonsense. Tom Brady. <laughs> Apparently has a girlfriend. Uh, well, yeah. that, that might be the first question. Oh, it will be the first question. We'll get the latest with her and Jimmy Sunshine, Jimmy Patsos, not one, but two segments How in about that? studio. Oh, we end Jimmy the show P. with sunshine. Yes. Always good. It'll be dark outside, but it'll be sunshine <laughs> yes. in the studio yes. at the end of the show. Hey, we are done. Baltimore Game Day Uncensored, the daily show coming up next. BFT. BFT. We'll talk to you tomorrow, too, here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.